I've heard it said that visibility is one of the greatest influences in empowering people to pursue their dreams and inspiring them to set goals that would otherwise seem unattainable. Throughout my life, I've seen this to be true time and time again. That's why a few years ago, I quit my job working at a fast-paced, venture-backed technology startup to travel the world telling the stories of a new generation of innovators, makers, creators, and leaders who are taking risks, forging their own paths to success, and shaking up the marketplace in return. Millennovation isn't about highlighting the exceptional stories of a few individuals. It's about empowering you to forge a new future path. It's about learning from the experiences, the successes, and the failures of our peers. And most of all, it's a place to think through the unconventional strategies that will help all of us get where we're going a little bit faster. It all starts here on the Millennial Innovators Podcast. Hey, sorry that it's been a few months. I've been pretty inconsistent, and I know that sucks. But I've been working really hard on season two, and we're back. And this time it's going to be better than ever. We've got a new vision for where we're headed, and this season is all about climbing along on the journey together. Like, you know those crazy guys who travel all over the world climbing big mountains like Everest and Meru and tons of other places that I can't pronounce. (laughs) Well, you can kind of think of this season like that. So the way that they actually get themselves up those crazy big walls um, is by using something called anchors, right? Which basically anchors are like these metal stakes that you hammer into the rock, right? You hoist yourself up by these anchors just inch by inch for days at a time. So that's what this episode is all about, hammering in your anchors so you can start moving forward, up, and over that wall that's keeping you from getting from point A to point B. And a great example of that is this conversation with my friend Nick, who hit me up a couple weeks ago just frustrated about what he's doing with his life and how he's spending his days and his time and really feeling a little bit insecure and underqualified for the jobs that he actually wants to be doing. So I invited him over to have a conversation about five, ten minutes in. I just felt like we need to record this because you're not the only one that feels this way. And this is something that a lot of people can relate to. So here it is. And I hope you enjoy it. In three, two, one. see me, but they also see what I'm doing. You know what I mean? I do. And it's like... I don't know. Like, I work for security now. And in terms of success, it's because... um, Okay, not toot my horn, but I look sharp when I'm at work in a suit. I communicate very well when I'm at work. In a way, I'm authoritative when I need to get things done or, or like put that authority to work in some sort of way. Um, I have customer service where it's if someone wants something, I can give that to them. Do you know? So it's like, it's what I offer as well that is successful. But none of those things are specific to you. Right. So, like, when I say success, I mean 
like what does success look like in your future, right? Like, does successful mean having your own sustainable business or like Yoli and I met yesterday, right? Like success, like having made it to her means she can work from anywhere she wants. She can be in Greece, she can be wherever, right? Like that's what her vision of success is. For me, like how do I define success? It's similar, right? It's like impact. Like I wanna change the way people see not only themselves, but like what they do, the tools that they have available to them, right? Whether that be a gift or a camera or an Instagram or even people, right? As somebody who works with you, I can tell you like, with each photographer, I can just see these like different gifts, this different vision they're bringing to it, right? What's your perspective behind the camera? Let's start there. How do you find the right shots? For me, I think it's really capturing a story, whatever it may be, from the person that's in front of the camera to what's behind the person. And when I'm thinking about taking a photo, it's really like not just snapping it, but like the, obviously the correct frame of the person the person is in, but also capturing the essence of what I'm shooting. I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like yeah, model mm -hmm. background and the light and using all of that to capture a story and just like a feeling. You know, like you said, like you see something and it's and it's like that's exactly what. I love about it yeah you know it's like when you see something it's like I don't know what it's telling me but I feel something from it mm -hmm. you know and that's like an emotion yeah w whatever it may be to the person it's just providing that and I think maybe success for that like I think I just like just clicked success is what I can really provide wherever wherever I may be and even when it comes to like church it's like whether it's team night or Sunday if someone needs something I can provide it and when I provide it and they enjoy it and they like it, that's success for me. Right. Are you motivated by people? Like, what do you think motivates you to learn new things or to give your all to create that like enjoyable moment? What is the motivator? Yeah, I think it's people. Like comments when someone is saying, oh, this looks good. It's like, oh, wow, it does look good, but I know I can do more, so let me try to do more, you know? Or it's like, yeah, I mean, people motivate me, you know? Just doing it for something more than myself because it's like my whole life I've done everything for myself, and it's now it's like, Obviously, using what I have to glorify the, like, the man above, but also it's like using what I have to make people happy, right. you know, and give them joy. And and when they say it's like, like I take comments very like, <laughs> I'm a person that's very hard on myself, like very hard on myself. And I don't know why, but like when someone's like, oh, this looks good, I'm just like, thanks, but... I know that it can be 10 times better. Do you know? Yeah. So success, like what I'm hearing from you is that success looks like taking a moment 
an interaction. Right? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Like when someone comes up to me and they don't know what to do, immediately it's like, yes, I get to help this person further their lives, you know, and in some way influence them to continue to push forward into building his house or like building their own lives pretty much. And after I'm successful enough to connect them to a connect group, it's like the greatest thing in the world. It's like knowing that like they came to me and, and I provided them something tangible that was like, yes, this could be done. And again, it's like me providing them something, you know, whether it's service or whether it's just a, a conversation, it's just providing them something that makes them leave at the end of the night feeling joyful, feeling like they were purposed there at that time, you know? Yeah. You put meaning behind moments. Yeah. I guess that's success in my eyes. You're great at this. <laughs> you just broke down things that I, I've been wanting to learn about myself for so long. Trust me. The hardest thing was doing it for myself. And I just, I mean, it's still, it's still something I go through, right? Again, like, it's not about what I'm doing, but the value that I get out of my work is that I solve problems. Like, that's what I do. And I take a frustrating situation, a scary situation, an unfamiliar situation, or just like a lack of connection, right? So like whether they're frustrated and it's leading them to a positive solution or a positive outcome to like get over that hump. And something that you're saying is like, you do the same thing, right? You're transforming an experience. Yeah. Yeah, right? I mean, even, even like my security job, it's like when they're stuck, they don't know how to use an elevator. I'm able to like provide them a way to show them to like how to use the elevator or just like that whole customer service like aspect of it is like I'm providing something of me that is like allowing them to further their journey into the building or wherever they have to go. You know, like I'm that first benchmark where they see and then they go on move and continue to move on, you know? Right. So like in marketing, when anybody ha when there's an interaction whether it's scrolling past a tweet, calling in on a customer service hotline or tech support or walking into a building and not knowing where you're going or signing in at the front desk, any of those things. All of those things are like what I like to call touch points, right? It's an interaction and like you are great at receiving people, it sounds like, right? You're great at creating a positive touch point and that's needed like all over the place right you used to do social media for the block right yeah and creating copy why isn't that on your resume it is okay it is. so like what do you don't tell me you don't have experience <laughs> i don't know i mean i've just seen i have just seen like my degree and i guess that's maybe all i see is like what i've learned and what i'm doing now that is that is, that is like the essence of where I'm at in my life currently. Um, I mean, everything that I'm doing outside of work, I don't know. It's, it's like on my resume, but it's like not emphasized, you know? And I think it's just like where I'm applying myself because my resume is always changing. <laughs> And my resume sucks, to be honest. I can barely, like, fit everything in one page. Honestly, I feel like resumes are overrated. Like, 
like, yeah, it makes sense to have one, but I mean, you're building a portfolio, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, eventually. <laughs> Do you have a website? No, I don't. You gotta get that. I know. Super easy. I feel like I don't have the creativity to make it like make it like an amazing one. And like I have a friend who's like helping me, but he's busy now, so I think I'm just gonna start mine. But like I don't know where to start. It's like what do I just put a name on there and then start from there? <laughs> the first thing to do is like identify your why. Then you have to identify what it is that you actually want to do and want to spend your time doing. A job can be a means to an end. A job can be something you waste your day at in order to get a paycheck and go home and support your family. And like, it's not a waste, right? That's like a noble thing. I don't know, I don't think he gets the same fulfillment out of what he does as I do, right? I think that's where I'm at now. Yeah. So I'm just getting that paycheck to support my means of living, whether it's rent and outside work and stuff. Right. You know? So it's like, once you figure out your why, that becomes what makes you different. That's your differentiator. That's the thing that you have that nobody else has, no matter how qualified they are. Your qualifier is the fact that you're a learner. It's the fact that you are determined to go into a situation, no matter how like tumultuous or like, I don't know, stressful or how tense it might be. And your goal is to get that positive reaction action out of it to right. draw that essence to break like an interaction down from just a transactional thing to a human right. thing which is like actually that's a pretty great way to say it i mean right now it's like photography is a big thing in my life then i think of like oh is it a means for that paycheck you know is it a means for that income to continue to support what i'm doing um i think that's why i'm trying to do so much is because i'm trying to find that why you know, and the, part of the reason why I, I still don't think that like photography is what like God has called me to do, because it's like maybe it's just too many questions. Why maybe. do you feel like it's not what you're called to do? I'm just curious. I don't know. It just hasn't been that like stamp that is like Nick. You are going to be really successful in this, and you are going to crush this. I don't know. It's not, it just hasn't, like, been something that has been, like, set for me yet. Right. I mean, like I said before, it's, like, it's passion, and success now is what is driving me to continue it. But I don't know. Maybe I'm questioning too much about it's, like, it's future long-term thing, long-term goals, you know, about it. It's, like... You don't see it as a sustainable option for creating a lifestyle for which you want in the future. Mm-hmm. Welcome to, like, my <laughs> literal reality, right? You know, I just was hanging out with people yesterday, and I was like, okay. I had a, I went to Phoenix last week, and I ha actually had, like, you're the only other person aside from her that I told this. I had a breakdown. Like, the morning of my speech, I just, like, woke up, and I freaked out. The AC was, like, not working in the room first off, and it was hot. But then, I was just really stressed. My speech wasn't done whatever somebody sent something through to me about like my bank and I avoid looking at my bank account like nobody's business for some reason I had to log on and look at my bank account and I started hyperventilating I just like flipped out because I saw my credit card bill and it's like I'm just it, 
was like huge. And I just had a moment of like, I'm drowning. How is there like an actual, like how am I actually gonna survive doing this? And all of a sudden, like all the doubt, all the fears, everything was going in my head. Like I'm ridiculous for having done this. What am I doing? I've just ruined my career. What have I been spending my last three years doing? I can't even like, you know, pay this credit card bill, whatever, like freaking out. And you know what? Like that's a distraction. And you know what? That is like the enemy trying to shake me up. Like he's trying to push back because this doesn't make sense, right? What I'm doing doesn't make sense even to me. But like, I know that God brought me here and like into this situation for a reason. And even though all the time I feel like I know there are hundreds of jobs I could do because I can figure out how to do anything, but like, is it what I'm supposed to be doing? And why am I not getting pushed back there, right? Why don't I have doubt there? And why is this the place where all these insecurities are welling up? And I just like sat on the floor, I cried for like five minutes, and then I was like, okay, you can't freak out about this. You have a speech in four hours, you haven't finished it, you haven't practiced once, and at the end of the day, like, I agreed to do it. It's an opportunity that was brought my way. You can get distracted by everything that doesn't make sense right now or everything that's going wrong, Mm. technically, in your life, and you can sit here and cry for an hour. Or you can just take a deep breath, get the heck over yourself, trust that like God is going to provide, and go out there and give the most badass speech these people have ever heard in their entire lives and make the person who asked you to come out here to Phoenix to talk to his group and then told you they didn't have any budget to pay you make him feel like crap because he knows that like you provided so much value that he should have paid you right and then he's gonna call you next time and next time I'm gonna negotiate my ass off Right, and I'm gonna get paid. <laughs> so like, has it happened? Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? There were a lot of people that came up to me after that speech. They were like inspired. Like they were passionate. They were fired up. Running up to me afterwards, just being like, "Oh my gosh, that was really great." I've had them email me, sign up for my mailing list, subscribe to my podcast, start following me on Instagram. Yeah, none of that is like putting money in my bank account this second, but it's building something and at the end of the day does it feed back to my why which is basically like empowering people to walk in their purpose you know and yeah it does if these guys purpose is to like have a successful company they have to know how to they have to know how to leverage the tools that are available to them right Right. i'm gonna honor that yeah need and i'm gonna honor like the fact that i just know that i've been put on this earth for people Mm -hmm. and that doesn't require anything of me. Yeah, I think that's, uh, it's like, is photography well enough that I can quit my full-time job for, you know? Yeah, and if it's not photography, though, like, that's the thing also. What I do, maybe the way that I've activated on those skills and that experience is through social media, but what I actually know how to do is, like, not, it doesn't only apply to that area, right? right. So, like, your skills 
behind the camera, your skills in security, your skills in welcoming people, your skills in service, and like people, like those don't only apply to photography or security or customer service. They apply to community building. You take those skills that you've gathered, list them out, right? Like go home and just list out like everything you've learned from start with photography. What have you learned? How to organize a shoot probably, right? Yeah. Okay. I just wouldn't get so stuck. I can just tell you from my experience, like my gift is not one thing. My gift is like, is solving problems. Like my gift is like being able to see solutions that most other people can't. Like it's not it's not the fact that you were meant to be a photographer that makes you good at photography, right? It's like, what's that thing behind the camera that is like ingrained in you that makes you so good when you pick that up, right? Mm -hmm. When you pick up that lens. That's what I'm trying to like pull out of you. Oh, was that a question or was that like a statement? <laughs> Um, well, it is a question and a statement. I mean, it's both. It might take time to think about it. But, like, what you I keep hearing you say is, like, you just, you don't know. If, you love photography, but you don't think that it's a sustainable, that it's a career path, right? That it's something that will allow you to make enough money to have a family, to support that family, to have health insurance, all those things. But it's like... That's like two steps ahead of yourself. Maybe it's not. Maybe being a freelance, like, you know, just because you're good at photography doesn't mean the only career option for you using that skill is photography. Right. You could be an art director at a magazine. You could be a community manager. You could be so many things, right? You know, like, don't think about it in such... Um, like, a, as a singular thing. Whereas, where, where like, see, like, the broad, the broad kind of, like, spectrum of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Skills used to be a thing, like, a chest of a... You know, it's like medals, right? Like, I've done this, I've done this, this, this. It doesn't matter how, like much I've done in my career yeah experience means I'm learning so like naturally as I learn and do more and try things out and fail I'm gonna get better but like qualifications are subjective qualifications are fake <laughs> you know okay I want you to watch this video one of my favorite sayings if you buy a man a fish he'll eat for a day but if you teach him how to fish then you gotta buy him a fishing pole, some bait, some tackle, dry that dude back and forth to the lake. Just get that dude a fish sandwich, okay? All right, thank you very much. That is awesome, cool. This is not my normal audience. All right, we're gonna have some fun. We're gonna have a great time. We're gonna laugh and maybe learn something and stuff. It's not gonna start right away though. This is how comedy works. Some comedians would never share this with you. First, there's the setup, and then there's a the punchline. Let me explain. The setup 
is when a comedian will use his talents and resources to seize any opportunity to ensure that you, the audience, are moving in the same direction. The punchline occurs when he changes that direction in a way you're not expecting. When you catch on to that change, you've received the punchline. The results are revelation, fulfillment, and joy expressed through laughter. Let me give you an example. My daughter had a hamster. We are in the backyard playing, and a hawk or something. She's like three years old. She's like, Daddy, where's Mr. Jacobs going? I was like, um, he going hang gliding. We gonna pick him up later at the pet store. If he has a good time, he gonna look different when we pick him up. But the one thing I explain to people is you have to ask the right question. It's not necessarily about what, it's about why. Right now, what I'm doing is stand-up comedy. Um, if you understand your why, you have a lot of options for what, but your why never changes. For example, my why is to comedically inspire people to walk in purpose. But my what looks like doing stand-up comedy, uh, writing more books, doing more television, more TV shows, doing, doing more touring. I have a lot of options for what, but my why doesn't change. So when you understand your why, your what has more impact because you're walking in or towards your purpose. The key is to understand why are you putting it out there? And does it connect with your why versus just a why? I couldn't sound words out phonetically when I was a kid. I would have to look at, look at them differently. It just didn't work. I would look at the font size, the color, the positioning, what's in front of it, what's behind it, how people responded to it. I came up with like seven different ways to look at a word to determine what it was. Now as an adult, I read just fine, but I still have this ability to look at words and people and situations seven different ways almost immediately. In fact, that's the primary place that I pull my comedy from. Like, people walk up to me and they'll say stuff like, Michael Jr., where are you from originally? I'm like, originally? Huh, well, uh, I was conceived in Michigan. Uh, before that, I was with my dad. Uh, and then there's a swim competition, right? And, uh, and I won, which is crazy, because currently I don't swim at all. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> so before I bounce, bounce means to vacate the premises. I'd like to explain to you how life works. First, there's a setup, and then there's a punchline. Your setup is your talents, your resources, and your opportunities. And most of the time, we use our setup to ensure that our audiences or the people around us are moving in a direction that serves us, which means the punchline occurs when you change that direction in a way they're not expecting. When this happens, the results are revelation, fulfillment, and joy, but it's not just for the one receiving your punchline. It's also for you who get to deliver the punchline as well. If I ask the question, what is your setup? Chances are everyone in here will be able to tell me. Because your setup is the fact that you have a computer, you're married, you, you went to school, you have clothes. Your setup is about what you've received. But what if I ask the question, what is your punchline? Because your punchline is about what you're called to deliver. And to know your setup and not know your punchline you'll live confused because what you'll do is you'll continue to add setup. If I could just get a raise, if I could just get married, if I could just get a promotion, you would continue to add setup, but what you really need is to know your punchline. What about your story? What is your why? Or are you too busy jumping from what to what to even ask or answer that question?
Yo, I'm Michael Jr. I love you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Wow. They're standing up up front. What about that side? No, you guys are awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Wow. Content marketing. You guys are not as geeky as I thought. Thank you so much.